Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Radio Program. Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. Good to be back here in the Carolinas after a couple of days north of here where it is much colder. I think I like the South a whole lot better, which is why I've been in the South now for, what, 40 years? Well, I'm really dating myself by revealing that information. any case, great to be back with you. And as I like to do, I want to start with a couple of items that are positive developments that have occurred over the past couple of days during the time I have been away. It's really encouraging, and I don't think we are appropriately thankful for the system, the wisdom of the Founding Fathers in the system of checks and balances that have been set up to protect us. There are a lot of people have all kinds of things to say about our founding documents and how they were put together by a bunch of racist white people. It needs to be understood at the core of these founding documents is an effort to preserve freedom, an effort to limit government. Those things go together. The stronger government becomes, the less freedom you have. That's just reality. And the founders recognized, whatever you want to say about them, even those who were slave owners, the predominant view at the time, driven by clearly Christian influence, they understood the corruptible nature of human beings. And the only way you can protect other human beings from government is to limit its power. So we have this system of checks and balances to prevent any branch of government from operating outside of its authority. Congress can pass laws, but ultimately the president has to sign. The president can propose things. He has certain executive authorities, but mainly it's his job to follow the Constitution. He's not supposed to be able to unilaterally do things that are essentially law. He is not a lawmaker. 
the court's job is not to create laws, but is to clarify what the founding documents say and to judge what Congress comes up with or the president comes up with for that matter and make sure that it remains within constitutional bounds. These are all wonderful protections for us. And I'm telling you this morning, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful these are in place. Otherwise, we would see much more tyranny than I believe we already see. A couple of very important court cases. On Monday, we had the appeals court saying that the White House could not require federal contractors to ensure their workers are vaccinated against COVID-19 as a condition of government contracts. The U.S. government has contracts with thousands of companies, and courts have said the issue could affect up to 20% of U.S. workers. A panel of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals voted 2-1 to one to uphold a lower court decision that blocked President Joe Biden's September 2021 contractor vaccine executive order in those states after Louisiana, Indiana, and Mississippi brought a suit to seek invalidation of the mandate. And again, as I have done in the past, I applaud these states for stepping up to the plate to basically say this president does not have the authority to do what he's trying to do. And I love what the court said. It's very clear. The court said Biden wanted it to ratify an exercise of proprietary authority that would permit him to unilaterally impose a health care decision on one-fifth of all employees in the United States. We declined to do so. No president should be able to wave some sort of magic wand and say, just because I'm president, I can make such a monumental decision. He has no authority to do this. The majority opinion, written by Judge Kurt Engelhart, said a broad interpretation of the law could give Biden nearly unlimited authority to introduce requirements into federal contracts. Illustrating that point, he said, hypothetically, the president could mandate that all employees of federal contractors reduce their BMI, their body mass index, below a certain number on the theory that, you know, obesity, it's a primary contributor to unhealthiness and absenteeism. So why not put that requirement in place? Do you see? I love when logic is applied because it works. Because this becomes very arbitrary. The Justice Department tried to defend this mandate in a court filing, saying Biden's order was justified under the Procurement Act. Judge James Graves' dissent noticed this was the first executive order under the Procurement Act to be struck down. When actions taken are in the mainstream of American businesses, that points toward permitting the executive order. Economic factors would prevent the president from handicapping the contractor workforce with extreme contractual terms. Now, Graves, as we mentioned, was the dissenter, disputed the BMI comparison, saying 
If a president sought to impose draconian measures outside the mainstream of American companies, he or she would hear from the people or from Congress. But we celebrate the fact the appeals court has said, you cannot do this. Again, an example of our checks and balances working. This is vitally important. Because I'm telling you, we have people in this country right now, in all three branches of government. If it were left up to them, we would be under a dictatorship. With the so-called experts making executive decisions without congressional authority, without a law being passed, but simply a decree. Because we know what's best for you. I'm glad at least we have a court that's recognized no, no, no. This is entirely inappropriate. Still to come in the broadcast, another victory, at least temporarily. This one affecting issues at the border. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue our Wednesday broadcast. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. on the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets talk line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And on the text line, we've got some real gems. I'm serious about it. No crazy stuff yet. <laughs> I don't believe in jinxes either. There's something else going on besides the intentional destruction of the economy. The country is being set up for unlawful, illegal immigrant. No, let's back this up. Unlawful, illegal, eminent domain. Confiscation of personal and corporate housing properties. If you have a house bigger than what the government says your needs are, you will have to forfeit it because of the housing crisis created by the illegals coming into the country. This will come across as a humanitarian need. This is brilliant thinking. And unfortunately, this is how certain people in our country think. That they have the right to confiscate what's yours to give to someone else. And if you're going to do that 
as is done with our welfare system, where does it end? How can you place limits on this behavior? This text is brilliant. As great as founders and the principles the espoused were, there's one thing they could not protect us from, and that is our own stupidity. Boy, isn't that the truth? Kind of reminds me of that proverb that says, The wise woman builds her house, the foolish woman pulls it down with her hands. Isn't this what we've got in this country right now? We've got a bunch of foolish people. Not building a house. They're putting their hands to destruction, to tear down the foundations, not even understanding why those foundations are there. And this one I had to save for last. I really like this. Dean and his dystopian dream. It's kind of scary. Vince, I missed you. I had a dream last night. It was 30 years into the future. Sadly, Trump had passed. But the good news was the government... <laughs> the government still works. They had just passed a motion to exhume Trump's body and prosecute him for inciting democracy. By the way, everybody had to live in purification suits because the air and water become toxic and everyone now had a gun and it was legal to shoot people that hurt your feelings. <laughs> Isn't this... I know it sounds kind of extreme, but aren't we heading this way, folks? Aren't we heading this way? We are looking to create another class, I guess you can say, of, quote, oppressors under the guise of protecting certain classes of people. So why not? Oh, my goodness. It's amazing to me, the things I've just encountered the past couple of days. Just the stupidity. I, let me give you a, a, an example of this. I had one show on. This friend had asked me to watch the show, and there was a situation where babies were born, a male and a female. So a person walks in and says, hey, how cool, a boy and a girl. And one of the people in the relationship said, we don't know that yet. I just wanted to, I just wanted to just absolutely break the television. This is the kind of stupidity that passes for entertainment. Do you see how this has infected everything? We don't know that yet. And I was, I was just thinking, what's going to be the impact of children raised with the idea that they're neither male nor female, and they need to come to the point where they decide what they're going to be? I mean, you can't come up with ideas that really rival this in stupidity. This is really way out there. But this is our culture, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about immigration. So another positive development 
while your host was gone on the subject of Title 42. Now, Title 42, the end of it, is something that has been greatly dreaded by the folks on the southern border, specifically places like El Paso. The good news is, right now, Title 42 is in limbo. The Texas border city of El Paso, as reported by BBC News, grappling with a mountain of a humanitarian crisis. As this Trump-era policy hangs in the balance. Right now, many migrants unsheltered. Title 42 gives the government the power to automatically expel undocumented migrants. It's blocked thousands of people from crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. The policy was set to expire today. But has won a temporary reprieve from the Supreme Court. This is the other example of our checks and balances working. On Monday, Chief Justice John Roberts temporarily blocked its termination pending a ruling on an emergency appeal from some Republican-led states who have asked the policy remain in place. So we've got a reprieve here. And the next move, the next chess move for the Biden administration, they're asking the Chief Justice to allow Title 42 to end. They did that yesterday. You know what's startling about this? 19 GOP-led states started this court action. This is why it's so important that we have sovereign states. Because the states are one other layer of protection to protect you. When the federal government is determined to screw you. The administration responding to Robert's administrative stay, in which he temporarily halted the end of the policy, set to end today. Most Republicans, some Democrats, say it's essential to border control. Immigration advocates, see, this is a misnomer. The Hill has written, these are not immigration advocates. These are illegal immigration advocates. And most Democrats oppose Title 42, mainly because it undermines the asylum system. In its response to Roberts, the administration publicly recognized the public health reasoning behind the policy is no longer valid. By the way, if it's no longer valid, why do we need any vaccine mandates? Just saying. Under Title 42, U.S. border officials are allowed to skip asylum processing for migrants from many countries, instead quickly expelling the migrants back to their home country, or in the case of many Central Americans, back across the border to Mexico. So the question is, is this going to remain in place? We'll talk a little bit more about this and the stakes in this very important battle. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. The continued undermining of our country. Stupidity and greed. Yeah, those are big factors, aren't they? Vince, it drives me crazy when people say this is our culture. No. This is their culture. 
I'm not participating in their nonsense. <laughs> Good for you. I don't blame you. Vince, the children of today who don't know if they're male or female are being trained to be the USA's version of the CCP, Chinese Communist Party. Nothing more. Scary stuff. Yes, it's propaganda. And it surrounds us everywhere. For the break, I was telling you about Title 42 and how it gained a reprieve from Chief Justice John Roberts. So what we're waiting for now is a final determination on whether this policy will go away. The states are hoping this will stay in place, at least another line of defense to keep people out who do not belong here. Title Eight. Well, let me first mention Title 42. Under it, U.S. border officials are allowed to skip asylum processing for migrants from many countries, instead quickly expelling the migrants back to their home country, or in the case of many Central Americans, back across the border to Mexico. While Title VIII makes it somewhat harder to quickly expel migrants, it allows border officials to fully screen for asylum claims, and it imposes criminal penalties, or it certainly is something that needs to be put in place. It puts these criminal penalties on repeat unauthorized border crossers. Title 42, legally based on a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention order to keep the coronavirus from spreading through the border. But the CDC's involvement in its implementation is now known to have been the result of political pressure from the Trump White House, according to The Hill. <laughs> So there were no questions about the original public health considerations behind Title 42. But Justice Roberts was told they're no longer valid as the CDC issued a termination of its emergency order back in April. So this is what the Biden administration will try to use to bring it in to Title 42. You know, the thing that this can all be more simply decided and determined by simply Securing our border. Folks, this stuff is not complicated at all. It really isn't. And the question today, just like the question in the early part of the 2000s, the 1990s, the 1980s, back during the Reagan era, the issue is the same. Is there a will to enforce our border? And that's the bottom line. It's not there. The bottom line is politicians do not care, even though this is a foundational constitutional responsibility of theirs to protect the country from invasion. If this is not an invasion, when you've got millions of people coming across your border uninvited, what do you call it? If someone goes into your house in the middle of the night uninvited, what is that called? I believe we call these home invasions. This is not complicated. Not in the least bit. I want to turn our attention as well to some interesting battles going on within the Republican Party. 
I've got to tell you, this is the biggest cluster. I mean, it's really frustrating to watch. And you have to ask yourself, where is my team? Do you feel this way? Are you asking that question? Where is my team? Where am I represented in this little chess game in Washington, D.C.? Newsweek reporting Republicans on the brink of civil war as House GOP threatens Senate colleagues. Well, now we've got a war going on between members of the House and members of the Senate. What's happening here? While a group of 13 Republican members, the incoming House, they've sent a letter to their colleagues over in the Senate, warning them against supporting an omnibus spending bill this week. One of the people I really have come to like is Congressman Chip Roy. Good for him. It's sad to me that we've only got 13 here. The whole House ought to be in an uproar. The whole House, every single one of them, should have come out in the Capitol steps and said to the U.S. Senate, the Republicans in the Senate, you do this omnibus bill, and there will be consequences. Here's what's happening here. Chip Roy, sharing letter to Twitter, as the Senate works to pass the bill designed to fund the federal government and prevent a potential shutdown. In their letter, the lawmakers threaten to oppose any GOP senator who supports the bill, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who is touted the legislation. The signatories included 10 current members of the House, three newly elected members who will take their seats next month. The strongly worded letter may be the opening salvo in a potential Republican civil war as the party prepares for its House majority when the new Congress meets January 3rd. If the omnibus spending bill passes before the Friday shutdown, it will be achieved while Democrats are still in control of the House and President Joe Biden's party. It's hoping senators will approve the measure before the new Congress meets. There have already been divisions among House Republicans about the election of Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. McCarthy said this week, GOP senators should not vote for the omnibus spending bill. The 13 House Republicans urged their Senate colleagues not to pass the spending bill during the lame duck session just days before members of Congress head home for the holidays. Senate Republicans have the 41 votes necessary to stop this and should do so now and show the Americans who elected you they weren't wrong in doing so. All it takes is 10 Senate Republicans to vote in favor of the spending bill, and it will pass. Why are we even having this conversation? Why? Why is it necessary? Because we have people who at their very core, I'm reminding you again, are not conservatives. And I have gotten to the point, I really think that word rhino, I'm sick of the word. I really am. Because it doesn't begin to tell you who these people are. They're not just rhinos. These people are profoundly unprincipled. The letter goes on to say, the American people did not elect us, any of us, to continue the status quo in Washington, as this bill will undoubtedly do. 
And Republicans warned their Senate colleagues would be giving up an important point of leverage, the power of the purse, that could be used to address the Biden administration's purposeful refusal to secure and defend our borders. They've got leverage here, folks. All they have to do is use it. And my suspicion is they won't. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. The Brett Winterbull Show. Politics. the text line not surprisingly lots of expressions regarding the immigration policies of the border this text are saying the southern border continues to be wide open America's officially in decline and possible ruin secure the border there's a fence around the White House for security the wealthy establishment has fences and gates around their homes for security of course they do why do we want to close borders? Show me proof where over the last 20 years America has suffered more than benefited with our southern immigrants. Reagan even said, if you're in America, you're paying taxes on every dollar spent. I just don't think it's a home invasion. It's a much better person that has incentive to improve their lives, but are virtually closed out from the current elitist immigration policies to only serve people like us. That is from Dean. Vince, I have some thoughts regarding immigration. I'm not against existing laws. We've had this issue with the border for one, two, five, even 20 years. Hmm. This texture about what's going on with the leadership crisis among Republicans. We're in for a big disappointment. I have no faith they will vote like that. As in (laughs) the right way. They don't care. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing. Vince, we should call them uppers or upers, unprincipled, erratic Republican senators. (laughs) I'm increasingly convinced that principled conservative constitutionalists are the rhinos. Elected officials in the party keep showing us who they are, and it's not in sync with us. Really? Interesting take on this entire situation. So we've talked about one set of battles that's taking place over the omnibus bill. And, of course, you know they've got to pass this because the government has to be funded. We don't want funding to run out on Friday and the government starts shutting down. That would be the end of the world, right? We also have this nugget. Lauren Boebert saying she's not going to support House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy as the next speaker unless there's a mechanism to easily remove him from the top post. Speaking at a Turning Point USA conference in Phoenix, Boebert said, we have to have an accountability mechanism on the Speaker of the House. This is third in command for the presidency of the United States of America. We're going to strip away the one check and balance members of Congress have? 
Some House Republicans want the ability for any lawmaker to call a motion to vacate the speaker chair to make it easier to remove someone from the leadership post. It was House Speaker Nancy Pelosi who revised the motion to vacate rule to require a majority of caucus members to agree for its use. Pelosi tweaked the rule after one GOP lawmaker used the motion to push Speaker John Boehner into retirement back in 2015. Do you remember that? Hey, we were involved in that right here. We were encouraging that to get rid of Boehner. Pelosi was determined. Not going to do that to me. What did I say earlier about tyranny? What did I say earlier about dictatorships? This is the default position of many of these politicians. They will do everything they can. Not only do they put walls and fences up to protect their property, they put walls and fences up to protect their power because they are determined. Nobody is going to take power away from them once they get it. I love the way the Hill characterizes this. See, I think this is irresponsible so-called journalism. Listen to this line. McCarthy is facing resistance from a small band of far-right lawmakers as he seeks to become the next Speaker of the House in January with a narrow GOP majority. I wonder how many times the Hill has referred to anybody as far left. Joe Biden's far left. His policies have been far left. Bernie Sanders, the the guy's a Marxist. But you don't use such references to them. We just call people far right. I don't consider Ralph Norman of South Carolina to be a far right person. See, this is just profoundly irresponsible. Any case, while not naming McCarthy, the far-right House Freedom Caucus, goodness, the chairman, Scott Perry, led six other GOP lawmakers in releasing a list of demands for the next speaker, including one to reinstall the rule allowing any member to call for a motion to vacate. This is how they got rid of Boehner. They want to make sure that this is not in place, and you can be sure McCarthy's not going to want this. He wants to make sure he gets there and he can stay there. This is pretty standard political garbage. Much more as we continue the broadcast, including an opportunity for you to serve some of the wonderful children in our community. We'll get to that and much more. As we continue our Wednesday broadcast, stay with us. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 